Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Mornings with Ron. I want to welcome our new listeners, and I also want to uh, thank those of you who have been with me now for uh, a couple years as these uh, podcasts have been going on. It's actually been a little while since I did my last podcast, and I was going through a period of time where I just couldn't find the words. Most people know that I write a blog for Mornings with Ron, and it's my blog that eventually becomes um, the podcast itself because some people like to hear the words directly uh, from me rather than actually just reading them on a piece of paper. But the world just seemed like really, really heavy with everything that's going on around us. And so sometimes when you're trying to find that creativity, it's difficult to dig deep and bring it out when there's so much that you're dealing with in the outside world that seems to be suppressing that creativity instead of inspiring it. But then all of a sudden something happens and it opens up and then I have uh, some things that come to mind that I want to share. And a lot of this I'm going to share with you this week has to do with uh, self-reflection and just uh, looking deep within yourself and finding out how we deal with this life journey that we're all on. And that all led to my first message today, which I called On the Other Side. You know, it'd been a while since I had put fingers to the keys to write something, which is surprising for someone who loves to write. And I tried several times, but every time I did it, the heaviness of the world seemed to hold me back. As I attempted to put the positive on paper, I found myself reaching for just the right thing to say in a world that's made it more difficult to express how you feel without offending someone. And as I thought about it more, I began to realize that expressing yourself is part of who you are. You may not always say the right thing in the right way. However, if you're true to yourself and your beliefs while respecting that others may have a differing view, then that's really the best that you can do. For most of us, 2020 seems to be a year where we are living in some alternate reality. We struggled to find our new normal while attempting to have pieces of our life go on in ways that made us comfortable and secure. Dining out has been replaced with dining in. Going to movies has been replaced with watching them on television. Going to church has been replaced with watching live streams. And traveling has been replaced with perusing through old photos and taking memory trips. While we all know that the situation is temporary, Experiencing it in real time has been quite an adjustment for those who have been following the rules and doing what we are supposed to do to keep ourselves and our families safe. My hope was that this experience would be that which made us all closer and kinder. And in a way, I think it has. We've found ways to connect with those of our past as well as those in our present in ways that we would have never imagined. Seeing someone we've been missing on a Zoom call fills the void that we felt when they were removed from our lives. Parking lot social distance tailgating and visits across the lawn have helped us feed that normalcy that we all seem to crave. And for all the unpleasantness that 2020 has brought, there have been good things that have come out of it as well. We've spent less, cared more, and found our creative side that had been replaced by technology. We're once again learning to actually have a conversation with each other, sit together at the dinner table, and rekindle our relationships that may have gotten stagnant. We have found a way to keep a sense of hope and optimism in a world that has made it harder to do so. Many have even embarked on a journey of self-discovery that is very likely to change the person we were into the person that we always wanted to be. On December 31st, the clock will strike 12, 
and a new year will usher in. And as we continue to deal with that which is around us, much of what we experienced in 2020 will carry into the new year for a period of time. However, if we muster the compassion and willingness to do what is right for the population as a whole, rather than we as an individual, we will come out the other side a better person, a better society, and a better world. You know, as we deal with all of these things, we have to really tap into our inner strength, that strength that lies deep within us that sometimes is difficult to bring out, but that which gets us through as we move through life. And so I saw this quote by Mahatma Gandhi that said, strength doesn't come from winning. Your struggles develop your strengths. And when you go through hardships and decide not to surrender, that is strength. So this message is finding that inner strength. For many of us, these times that we face are causing us to reevaluate our lives and find ways to draw on the inner strength that we possess in ways that we could have never thought necessary. In an effort to keep the negativity around us from infiltrating the journey of our life path, we find ourselves making alterations to a life that we previously thought normal. But while those alterations may get us through the moment, what we don't realize is that they are helping us build a new foundation for how we deal with that which is to come. We are finding new ways to cope, motivate, navigate, and live. They say that life will never deal us more than we can handle at any given time. And in some ways, I believe that, but it doesn't mean that we're not often dealt a hand that seems impossible at the time we are going through it. Losing a loved one, a job, security, or a sense of self-worth in a time when it could have been prevented or was unnecessary can easily take us to a dark place that seems to be all-encompassing. Yet, somehow we find the inner strength to get us through. We are often aided by those around us and sometimes by finding that which is deep within us that we didn't even know was there. We are a resilient people. In times of adversity, we find solace in those near, draw on the wisdom of those that came before us, and harness the strength that lies within us. And when we think it most impossible, it suddenly becomes possible as we maneuver that which we are facing. When we start to harness that collective power of the individual and combine it with the power in those around us, the power of we becomes evident and we are able to change not only ourselves, but the world as well. It is often difficult to see the dawn through the storm, the forest through the trees, but they're there. Because of the strength that we possess, even when we don't realize we have it at the time, the storm eventually clears and the forest becomes visible. Each and every one of those experiences are what makes us stronger and provides us an additional piece of the map that we use to guide our life path. We are amazing people and our power and ingenuity are endless. If only we believe that no matter how hard it gets, we are worth the work and effort needed to get to the other side. Our inner strength is one of the most powerful tools we have to navigate life events. And when we harness its power and all its might, Only then can we make life as full as it was meant to be. As bad as things seem sometimes in all that we're going through today, I think it's incredibly important to always be grateful for that which we have. And one of the things I focus on in my meditation a lot is gratitude. And even for the little things, the food, the the roof over my head, my family, my health, all the things that we really should be thankful for. And that prompted me uh, to actually 
put this message together that I call replace batitude with gratitude. In our current climate, as much as we want to, it's very difficult to focus on gratitude. We live in a divided country. Neighbors and family no longer speak to each other. The news around us reminds us constantly of how dire things are. All of this while we and our friends around the world face a pandemic no one thought possible. At times, it seems like we're all actors in a movie living in some alternate reality. When we think it can't get any more weird, well, it does. And more than ever, we're left to tap into our inner strength, faith, and compassion just to ensure that we make it through another day. However, the human spirit is a beautiful and wonderful thing. During these unprecedented times, we found a way to tap into our compassion for our fellow persons and replace the angst and darkness of the outside world with love and caring that lies within each of us. In our darkest hour, it becomes most necessary to focus on gratitude for that which is good rather than that which is bad that surrounds us. I call it batitude. A funny thing happens when we mentally express gratitude for those things that we have. As we start to count our blessings, one by one, they fill our mental thoughts with the positive, which makes far less room for the negative to affect us. My friend Linda is so good at this. She gives thanks for the food that she eats, the beauty of a new day, her health, the gas in her car, the roof over her head, and the list goes on. And when we give thanks and show gratitude for all that we touch and have, our ability to shut out the negative around us starts to expand considerably. When we are in the mire of bad situations, it becomes very difficult to get ourselves out of it. It's much easier to wallow in self-pity and maintain our woe-is-me attitude in these moments than to force ourselves to think positively and attempt to bring ourselves out of what we are feeling. However, baby steps often lead to bigger steps that, if we allow it, lead us to running towards a brighter outlook that can greatly enhance our well-being and even our lives. Focusing on gratitude can make batitude a thing of the past if only we take the time to do it. So in talking about gratitude, all of you know that I was the founder of Bring Smiles to Seniors, and this organization that I founded four years ago has grown into probably one of the most beautiful things in my life and one of the things that keeps me going in terms of giving back um, for all of the good that I've been given And uh, we recently had a reason to celebrate. And so my gratitude message actually flowed into this message that I wrote called A Reason to Celebrate the Power of We. Previously, I've talked about the power of we and how coming together to do good deeds has the power to change the world. I would be remiss if I didn't take the opportunity to share what has happened in the Bring Smiles to Seniors program and how one card one smile at a time, we're reminding seniors all across America and overseas that they are loved and matter. In 2016, when I founded Bring Smiles to Seniors, I did so because when visiting my grandmother in her nursing home, I saw many seniors who were lonely and neglected. I saw a need to bring some love and joy back into their lives and give them a reason to believe that they still mattered and were not forgotten. And starting with my grandmother's senior community, We have grown to seek to deliver on that mission in all 50 states and even communities in the United Kingdom. Our main program in Florida, along with Diane, who manages our Michigan program, coordinate deliveries to the United States senior communities. Our card angels, Elaine, Geraldine, and Claire, handle our United Kingdom community deliveries. However, just sending cards to senior communities wasn't enough. 
Early on, we added a home delivery program run by Renee who would ensure that seniors at home also received cards and other goodies. That quickly expanded as we took on Meals on Wheels programs run by Leanne, who not only coordinates deliveries to programs all over the country, but makes the cards herself. Finally, our social media groups took on a life of their own with the creation of two private groups on our Facebook page. Lola's Smile Bunch, named after my grandmother, sends out cards to thousands of seniors each and every month. Moderated by our card angels Don, Janet, and Ellen, major coordination takes place to ensure that seniors on our list receive multiple cards every month. Our second Bring Smiles to Seniors group is moderated by Jocelyn and Anita and provides a community for all our card angels to share ideas, supplies, and their beautiful card-making techniques with each other. And what has been the result of all this effort? In the first four years of the program, Bring Smiles to Seniors delivered 138,630 cards. In 2020 alone, we have now delivered more cards than we did in the first four years combined at 139,282. Today, we were well over 142,000. We provided an outlet for those who want to give back to be a part of our mission. Companies have used us for team building events. Schools work with us to remind children the importance of honoring our seniors. And civic groups participate to show seniors even more love. When I started this program with my friend Linda in 2016, I said that I had a little dream that I hoped one day would become a very big reality. Because of each and every person that believes that seniors still matter, that dream has come true. Every day we work hard to deliver on our mantra of one card, one smile at a time. Almost 278,000 smiles in the time this program has been in effect is the best confirmation that the power of we is alive and well. For this last message today, I really came up with this because I was thinking about how we are really a divided society and how you know you could go into social media and just see how people are treating each other because of a lot of the bias that lies within us. And sometimes it's we, we don't even realize that we have bias. Sometimes it's ingrained bias that we learn as we were growing up. Sometimes it's just n- nature of our surroundings and where we are. And so I thought about how bias only changes as it changes within us one person at a time. And so I created this message, a world without bias starts with us. And I imagined a world where we're not judged by the color of our skin, our religion, political affiliation, orientation, or way of life. A world where everything we do is for the betterment of the common person and we as a collective society. Even a world where a sense of entitlement doesn't exist. We do what we can to make the lives of our fellow person better, all while living in our own world with a sense of fulfillment and wonder at this beautiful life that we've been given. And while that may not be our current environment, all it takes is each of us living our truth begin to bring that world to reality. I recently went through a diversity training at work, and it was probably one of the best I'd ever been through put on by the Pillsbury Theater Group. When I watched the acting that was taking place on the screen, I cried. I saw people I knew and even myself in scenarios that I have seen and experienced that were so unnecessary. The different scenes highlighted situations that I may have not even had previously considered offensive to those around me. They made me realize that I have unwittingly participated in bias without even realizing it, and that's not how I was raised. From an early age, my brother and I were taught respect. 
While we didn't have a lot, we never wanted for anything. We did fundraisers and other activities to help make others' lives a little better. And as I grew up and went out on my own into the world, that compassion always stayed with me. I always tried to remember those teachings of my youth, but that didn't mean that bias didn't find its way into my life, whether I realized it or not. Never have we been more divided, biased, and separated as a people and society as we are in this particular time. With cell phones in hand, our every move is watched, recorded, and often displayed on social media for the world to see. We see the best of humanity, and more times than not, the worst of humanity. And our bias, whether subconscious or conscious, has reached a heightened level that has forced the need for us to look deep inside ourselves and determine who we are and who we want to be. Maybe I'm an optimist, but I have to believe that our current situation is reversible. However, for that to happen, it has to start with us as individuals. We have to evaluate our own actions and the effort those actions are having on the behavior of those around us, especially the younger generation who often learn by our example. When we start to realize, admit to, and own our own bias, we can begin the work that is necessary to change it. Our change is often contagious, and one by one, that change has the ability to transition ourselves, those around us, our communities, and eventually our world. And that, my friends, is another episode of Mornings with Ron. You know, as I create these messages and I write and I try to focus on what we can do in our lives to make our life path easier and better and more enjoyable, I hope that what I'm saying in these messages somehow resonates with you and you find some nugget in um, one of these messages that is something that you might be dealing with in your own life that you might be able to use to help you get through a difficult situation or something that you're experiencing. As long as you keep listening, I'll keep recording and I'll keep writing and I'll continue sharing with you because sharing with you is therapy for me as I try to focus on those things in my life that need to be addressed as well. Also a reminder, if you uh, haven't gotten my book yet, it is available on Amazon, Mornings with Ron, Messages to Provoke Thought, Inspire the Heart, and Feed the Soul. I appreciate those of you who have bought it and provided me feedback. We have a five-star rating on the book on the site, which has been very heartwarming for me. So as we end the podcast this week, try to be kind to each other. Know that someone may be going through something that we don't even realize. Do a kind deed for someone. And as always, remember to be the reason that someone smiles. Mm -hmm.